What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Productivity Lovers podcast episode. Woohoo! We're back. You know, why, why does that clappers make me happy? <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me happy, too. It's just, it's silly. And silly things make you happy. Yeah, it brings I mean, out your, you know, it brings out your inner children somehow. Maybe. Like, oh, fun. This is our own little movie set, you and me, sort of. Yeah. Right? You and me. That. So um, what you've been up to? Well, let's see. Nothing much. <laughs> so that's good. Everything's no news is good news. No news is good news. Everything seems to be good. Although yesterday was a little interesting. I think mutual contact between you and you and I, we both know Joyce, right? Yes, so, she's our web. She's our web person. Okay, shout out to Joyce, who was amazing, by the way. For some reason, I just could not connect with Joyce mm-hmm. yesterday. Every weird. email, like the emails, I tried, did not work. And then I thought, okay, let me call her. There were four numbers that you sent me for Joyce. I called every single one of them. One of them said the voicemail was not set up yet. And then there was a voicemail and a different one. I mean. Everything I tried, I just thought, well, maybe I shouldn't be talking to Joyce today. It's just like, it's it's a no, no, no go. No zone. Can't talk to her. Really weird. Um, So weird. So I discovered that three of those four phone numbers are no longer active for her. Oh, my bad. So there's that. (laughs) My good news. You connected us via text and that worked. So. So, yeah, but I just thought it was weird because honestly, I thought the universe was just conspiring against us, just not allowing the connection point to occur. And normally I would have gotten frustrated, but mm. I did not. You did I not. Still, um, yeah. I, I feel very proud of that. Yeah, I'm proud, of that. I'm proud of you too. And in my defense, I will blame the iPhone for that because you know, <laughs> every time somebody calls you from a number, it says yep. this might be Joyce. So that's I true. Sure, I'll it's add that in. Her. And then I kept adding them in. And, then- and and they used to be Joyce. It's just not anymore. Not Joyce anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Well, I yeah. will update to the text message number and then we'll be good to go. Yes, there you go. And, so. uh, yeah, if any of you are looking for an amazing web person, I just love Joyce. Joyce is great. She's friendly and she's responsive when she gets your email. <laughs> She really is. Yeah, she, <laughs> she really is. She understands entrepreneurs. We need it now. We need it yesterday. Oh, she's so good. In fact, right before this recording today, she's just fired off like three text messages to me. I did not reply because, you know, here I am. But yes, she's awesome. 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 Yeah, I was. I went to New Hampshire with my sisters. Oh, did you? Ice castles. Oh, you mean what? it's cold? Whoa, it's freezing. <laughs> And you yeah. went willingly? <laughs> I went willingly. Yeah. My my sister Val goes every year. And this okay. year we decided to take Rob's kids and okay. we all went on this 
It was a lot of driving. I'm sure everybody was like, you know, more annoyed by the drive. I think we drove 20 hours in three days. Oh, wow. That's a lot of driving. Okay. Yeah, but we went tubing at Pat's Peak. Oh. I want to say is in Heineken, New Hampshire. And then we went okay. to the Ice Castle. So that was a lot of fun time and not so fun times. <laughs> okay. So but, a, little, you know, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. But okay. I think overall, I will speak for myself. I had fun. I went tubing down a mountain and I had never done that before. Yeah, you're a brave woman, not me. <laughs> it was an experience because you were head first down the hill. And oh. yeah, you're like spinny. It's it was actually the most fun I had had in a long time. Oh, so okay. I, nice. Very yeah. nice. I, d- I hope you have pictures and that you will share. There's somebody who took a picture of you flying down that side of the mountain. I think that my sister took a video. I will watch the video first. First. And, and, then, we'll that, and then maybe we'll share it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, a, I'm a girl with issues. On that note, what are we talking about today? Okay. so. Last week, or the last time we chatted, you asked me that question and I gave you the wrong answer. Remember that? that. So this week, it is the correct answer. Two words, Brene Brown, followed by a few more words, the power of vulnerability as it relates to productivity. And you mentioned this to me, and I'm still surprised that this is a thing. So I'm going to turn it over to you to describe this thing. Because when we think of productivity, we think it's a great thing. And it usually is, except what you're about to tell us. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think my therapist suggested I listen to this. My guest therapist, my therapist was out of town. I know. I'm in group therapy with four (laughs) other women. And we sometimes my therapist is out of town. She invites one of her colleagues to come and hang out with us okay nice so we call her the guest therapist and she (laughs) suggested we read you know we listen to this book and when I was listening to it and you know this is my interpretation is not necessarily what Brene Brown said okay gotcha good clarification was, was talking about that some people use productivity as a way to like make themselves super busy and not connect with others so and avoidance was, productivity. Is that what you're calling it? That's I'm, what I'm calling it. Because you are avoiding human interaction by getting things done, which is usually a good thing, except you're using it to ignore somebody. Not yeah. so maybe good. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. And when I was when I was listening to it, I was just like, I was like, oh, workaholism. Workaholism. Uh, is that the word? Workaholism. workaholism. There you go. The big word. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, that's workaholism at its best. Right. I was like, when you work a lot and I, I mean, the whole concept resonated for me. Right. Cause I am most people that know me personally would say I'm a super productive person. I get a lot of stuff done. And at one point in my life, I used it as a coping mechanism. And, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I still do that. Like whenever I'm super stressed, you'll find me like cleaning or organizing something. Oh, I do that too. Yeah. If I'm doing it repeatedly, I mean, that's a problem, right? Then you should call somebody. <laughs> the, the other day I was listening to the same, same song too many times. And I thought like, hmm, 
when you play the same song more than four times, Alexa should say, should I call your therapist? (laughs) You know, I was like, I was like, we all having the, we all have coping mechanisms to deal with things. And and I was like, okay, I understand workaholism as a way to like, you know, busy yourself and maybe deal with anxiety. I never thought about it as a way of avoiding people, right? I was like, oh, that happens quite a bit. And that was, that just felt interesting. So I texted you when I was reading it. You did. You did. And you sent me a screenshot and everything. And I said, wow, that's interesting. But I hadn't thought about it from the avoidance standpoint. Because when I think of someone who could be considered a workaholic and thinking that someone who is very driven, Mm -hmm. very ambitious, has very big goals, who enjoys what he or she is working on, loves their work and is gratified and fulfilled by it. And to the point where they probably need to take a little break because they're always in it. So I think of it from that standpoint, but I've never thought of it as all of those things on purpose to avoid Chris or Deb. And I don't think she was saying that people do it on purpose, right? Ah. I was I mean, she was saying that subconsciously we use mm-hmm. that as a way of avoiding people. And if you are in a, I don't know, if you are in a situation where it requires you to be vulnerable and that requires okay. you to be open, that re- requires you to have conversations with people that may be difficult. Yes. Working more, right? Maybe Gives you an excuse. Minimize that where it helps avoid it, or it's like, oh, I was too busy working, I couldn't call you and have that conversation. Yeah. So she was talking about that. Like okay. sometimes being too productive could be a way of avoiding the thing that you're trying to avoid. The way I personally have it with my clients is like yeah. the super organized people, right? The high achieving people that call yeah. and say, I want you to take my organization to the next level. And in my head, I'm immediately like, "Mm, what are you really dealing with? Like, you know, what is it that you, should you be calling a therapist instead of an (laughs) organizer? What is going on here? That's like below the surface that Mm. maybe you are not saying. And sometimes, you know, I will just ask a few questions of people and, and mind you that I work really hard and not therapizing people, but I right, because that's not, that's not who you are. That is not cool for us to be doing that. Right. right? Correct. But I find not therapists. So we're just, not therapists. We're, yeah. you know, basically very good at organizing people's spaces, not their minds. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think a little bit their minds mindset, right? That's a true. shift in way of thinking. So maybe we can't fix the feelings they may be having. And that's yes. more of a therapist kind of thing. But I think we do help clients, whether it's productivity or organization or a combination of the two. I think we help them to adjust or change their mindset or see a different perspective or a different path forward than they might have in the past. I'm sort of curious, did Brene, in, in the, the thing you were listening to, did she say, this is so bad that you have to change it? Did she say, you should stop working right now and go handle it? Or did she, what did she say? I think the thing that I love about Brene Brown is, you know, I'm a huge fan. I've pretty much read everything she has written. I have watched all of the TED Talks. I have watched a Netflix special. Brene Junkie. Far the best. I mean, she is funny. She's smart. She has really good points. And she has been able to connect, you know, all of these things that we're doing in the outside world to how we really feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. And 
in a way that makes sense mm -hmm. with a lot of data, right? So I love that. Not just saying this out of thin air, it's like right. backed up by research. So I don't think she's saying stop doing it, right? But she's just saying have awareness. Be like, aware. are you seeking more ways to be more productive as a way of avoiding something that mm -hmm. may be make, that may make you more vulnerable, right? And in the process of doing that, are you doing yourself a disservice? Mm -hmm. Good point. But I thought that was pretty fascinating to, you know, to just look at myself and just like yeah. think of sometimes of like, hmm, am I trying to be more productive because I want to be more productive or am I being more productive? So what, you know, as a way to yeah. avoid, avoid things. And, and, you know, I think, you know, I have, I have done a lot of, I've done a lot of my own work over the last yes. few years and I used to have shame about that. And now I just mm. feel like, you know what? I think if it helps one person out there to feel like, hey, this is like, there's this girl and she looks <laughs> like she's all together and she has to, you know, go to therapy twice a week, then I'm all, more power to you. But I think I have, I have used that, you know, just because yeah. I, I consider myself a high achieving person that always wants to be more productive. And sometimes that comes at a cost. It can. Yeah. And I think that I can think of a few times when I regret that. I, I regretted that. Well, the good thing about the hindsight that you are now experiencing or have experienced is that, you know, you can look forward and say, how will I handle it differently? And to your point, if Brene is encouraging us to really be aware of why we're really doing the thing that we're doing, is it because it's gratifying? Is it because I have a deadline? Is it because I just don't want to talk to this person or deal with that issue that we really need to deal with. Okay, become aware of that. But then how do you move forward, right? Because the issue is still going to be or the person or the person and the issue. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a combination will still be there at some point. It's going to rear its ugly head either in a way that you control or a way that explodes. Mm, such because, a good point. Right. Sometimes we we wait and we wait and we wait and the things and the feelings boil and they fester and ferment and then they explode when we least expect it. And mm. sometimes we say, all right, deep breath, you know, maybe have a beverage in hand and we walk forward into the lights and we deal with it. We start by saying things like, I'm not sure how we got here, or I'm really uncomfortable about talking about this, but we probably should talk about this and deal with some uncomfortable feelings. So I think it's the discomfort and the perhaps not knowing how it might turn out will probably stop us from doing it. It's like for, it's procrastination at its best. Mm -hmm. Procrastination by being productive. You're putting off the difficult conversation by doing something that's good you know, being productive, checking the things off the list, but it's not moving you forward with that issue. So I think it's really good to, to really think through some of that and then come up with the very next thing that you think you can do just to even attack it a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be a large leap, right? It could be just a little step in the right direction. Those are my two cents and I'm sticking. Yeah, no, that. I think that's really good advice. It's, it's like, I love, I love that question. Not sure how we got here. Yeah. How did we get here? How did this happen? And, and it's not right or wrong. It's not finger pointing, mm -hmm. right? It's not finger pointing. It's 
I really don't know. Which in in of itself is a little bit of vulnerability too, Mm -hmm. not having the answers or any answers at all. But yeah, how did we get here? How did this this happen? And maybe making a commitment to finding a solution, even if the solution isn't always readily apparent or it might be a little bumpy or uncomfortable. But that's the whole thing about moving forward, right? Whether it's improving productivity, dealing with, you know, situations we don't want to deal with, we still have to inch our way closer to the solution or else we're going to be living with this issue for a long time, which can be even way more uncomfortable. (laughs) No, that's for sure. I mean, like, do you ever remember a time when you avoided an issue and it got better? No, no, <laughs> no, there is zero incident when you like use productivity as a way to avoid an issue and then it just resolved itself magically. No, it's like very, very, very rare that it just resolves itself, <laughs> right? It's yes. like the nature of issue. I used to work for a guy that was a physicist mm-hmm. and he used to like often Did you say tell- a physicist? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And he used to often tell me like the theory of chaos. I don't know if he like, I mean, I'm now that I think back, he may have had a little bit of dementia. Oh, but like he would often tell me the theory of chaos. Right. And it's okay. like, and I think one thing, I mean, if you ask me to tell you the theory of chaos, I probably would, but I'm going to choose <laughs> not to. Okay. <laughs> but the one thing that really stuck out for me regularly is that like, you know, the universe default yeah. is chaos, right? Really? Yes, nothing is meant to be orderly in any way. I disagree with the universe. It needs to be organized and orderly all the time. I disagree wholeheartedly. Me too. I do not <laughs> like the idea that, but, but chaos is the default. So we have to work hard to reset things to this like neatly packaged life that we want to live, yeah. right? Because that is not the natural default. Which makes sense to me that then we would, you know, that I have often used procrastination in a way of like being a productive to avoid, yeah. you know, solving problems because it's just constantly right. The, the, yeah. the way of the, of the way of being, you know, I'm just curious, like, does that resonate for you at all? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of a time where I may have done something like that, where I would have just worked to avoid the conversation or the issue. I don't know that I do that often, Hmm. but I also know that there are times that I'm not ready to talk. It's not that I don't want to talk ever. It's just, I'm not ready yet. My brain and my heart did not connect Mm -hmm. to say now is the time. So my default is either cleaning and organizing or working on something that I have put it put off doing because that's going to give me some immediate gratification so hmm I think I'm ready to think about that some more my friend I'm not sure hmm yeah it sounds to me like the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) well you could be right about that (laughs) we'll follow up on that question in a different podcast episode (laughs) oh yeah we should I love the way this sort of this conversation has transpired because it has made me sort of think through a little bit some of that and that avoidance. It's so strange to think of something that I think is good, productivity, 
being efficient, managing my time well, working on things that are important, that that thing could be used in a negative-ish way, because I don't think of it that way. Think of it as as a good thing. So maybe that's where I'm getting a little tripped up, I think. I just... Productivity is good. Heck, I'm a productivity coach. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's a good thing, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of a mind bender. A little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit. Hmm. But definitely giving me some food for thought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's exactly when I was reading The Power of Vulnerability. And it's not reading because it's, it's an, audio, it's an yeah. audio book. So you, I think you can only listen to it. Gotcha. How I just, I was like, What? I never thought about it that way. But then like immediately, like as I captured the thought, I was like, oh no, like that's workaholism at its best. And that makes yes. sense, right? I think the difference is that people that work hard are rewarded for yes. their hard work. Like we are rewarded for our productivity. We're we rewarded for overachieving and getting more done in last time. And, you know, that's why you and I have a thriving business helping people be more productive because it's what everybody strive for. And it was just so powerful just to think in the background, like, what is your motivation there? The motivation. I mean, the motivation could be, I want to help people, Mm -hmm. right? Motivation could be, I want to finish this project on time, before time, you know, under budget, the motivation could be, I just don't want to talk to Chris today, yeah. <laughs> which will never be my motivation, of course. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. I was like, wait, we already talked today. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so it is a good practice, I think, to think about that mm-hmm. before you do anything, good or bad or in between, sort of what am I hoping to achieve here? What are the underlying emotions, if any? And what's my motivation? Why do I want to do this? Why am I doing it? And sometimes the answer isn't always clear, but it's good to check in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like talking to myself, so that should not be difficult for me at all. Yeah, I talk to myself <laughs> all the time, too. It's always weird when you'll be talking to yourself and then somebody sees you talking to <laughs> Like, who are you talking to? Oh, it's just me. Just myself. <laughs> okay. So I, you know, I think this was like a quick thought and I think it was a powerful thought. I agree. And I, I coach a client and sometimes she says, I got all that I needed in 15 minutes and there's no, I love it. no need to waste our time anymore. So she's like, I'm going to go now. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, bye. See ya. <laughs> well, that's maybe how this podcast is going to be. It's a little bit shorter. It's a really provocative question. So if you want to, you know, let us know if you are using productivity to avoid something. If you want to share what it is, we would love to hear. Or if you don't have to, you don't have to share. If you just have the awareness and you're like, oh, I noticed that I am avoiding something while trying to be more productive. I wonder, you know, I wonder how that feels for you. Yeah, same here. And I'm going to do some thinking myself. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. Appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. I guess thanks for listening. We're going to wrap up this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.